Slice Audio. New York City, old St. Joe, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Ta-da! Almost the end of September. Welcome back to the latest episode of Book of Murdoch. If I have my math right, we're on episode 20. Couple odds makers didn't think this show would get it that far, and we have advertisers. Um, if you'd like to support this show, I'd sure appreciate you going to MurdochJones.com, and you'll see a nice link right on the top there from a fantastic sponsor called Book VIP. They can save you an average of eighty-six percent on your next vacation. So go to MurdochJones.com and clickety-clackety. You know, I also set up that thing. Um, if, if, you, if you buy anything on Amazon, you can go to MurdochJones.com, click on their sponsors. I got an Amazon link. I'm going to bring it right to Amazon. Like, you don't have to do anything different. Nothing costs more. It's just I get a little, I get a couple shekels when you buy something. I get some fractions of some pennies. And, like, you don't need to do anything different. So the next time you need to buy something on Amazon, take a slight detour to Murdoch Jones. Dot com. Uh, okay, so Outlaw Country has completely taken over my life in, in, I wouldn't say an unhealthy way, but like country music is the one format I've never really known enough about. Like, I feel like I've got a pretty good rock, pretty good hip hop, you know, pop. Everyone's got some pop in them, but like country, I know some versions of country, all the 90s Garth Brooksy stuff and the John Anderson. But I never really got into the, like the country country. And now I am in to the outlaw country. You, I put it up on the uh, Book of Murdoch Facebook page. If you've never heard Sturgill Simpson's cover of In Bloom by Nirvana, which started off my newfound love of outlaw country. And I get it. Like, I'm years late to the game here. But, like, Tyler Childers, Shooter, Cross Canadian Ragweed, Turnpike, Sunvolt, Blue Mountain. I put a bunch of these songs up on my Spotify list. Um... I have a playlist on Spotify called Book of Murdoch. I also have the podcast on Book of Murdoch. So anytime you go look for anything, look for Book of Murdoch, and you'll find one of them. Um, and this music's good, man. Like, it is one of the my favorite shows of all time is called Tales from the Tour Bus. I believe it's on Cinemax. And they talk about all of these gangster, old, old, old country guys, George Jones, Johnny Paycheck, these guys were far more dangerous than any hip-hop artist you've ever heard about on the news. And they were rock and roll, man. And these new guys, I, I got a lot of that vibe. I don't know enough about it yet. I feel like I'm, I, I can't be talking about how much I know about it because I don't know near enough about it yet. I just know it's, ooh, it's just hitting just right, man. Going into winter, been listening to a lot of hip-hop, need a break from all the good beats. And Tyler Childers, Charleston Girl. I believe that's uh, maybe who sings that it might be Charles Robinson. Bunch of them up on uh, a Spotify list. It's just really hitting right. I think I think you might like it, man. Uh okay. Where do you want to start? I'd like to start with your guys's homework. So, like we last episode, we started talking about the most famous South Dakota citizens. Like who from South Dakota should be on the top? level of fame and a bunch of you came in with a bunch of answers and i mean i i mean a bunch of you had the, the ones that we already kind of know but 
here's what's uh, here's what's great about the internet. I've got, according to Wikipedia's list of famous people from South Dakota. Let's just cruise through this thing, and then we'll just cover everybody here. If you forget, if I don't mention anybody at any given time, you can go to MurdochJones.com. And you can click on the mailbag. All right, let's do famous. Let's see. I've got famous. Um, no shit. Lawrence Lessig. Lawrence Lessig, like Harvard Law School professor, was born in Rapid City. Holy shit. I had no idea. Do you guys know who Lawrence Lessig is? Lawrence Lessig is like, he's a famous, like he writes constitutions for countries. Like he is legitimately maybe the most qualified constitutional essayist and political science professor in the maybe the world he's a little out there like he's pretty out there he's got some you know he's got some goofy shit in him but because he's a he's too smart he's way too smart like his what he's wrote a bunch of stuff on copyright stuff Lawrence Lessig I didn't know he was in Rapid City like okay East River you're always talking about how West River is a bunch of fucking rednecks Lawrence Lessig who was a Harvard Law School professor and can write a constitution, was born in Rapid City. And you know, take a take a take a break, West River, because let me tell you, we've gone a lo- we've we've come a long way from Lawrence Lessig out here as well. <laughs> Which I would imagine having never met Lawrence Lessig would agree with. Um let's see here. Actors and filmmakers. Catherine Bach talked about her. Daisy Duke. Um Moses brings plenty. Okay. A lot of Native American actors. Sean Covell, film producer, grew up in Edgemont, East River Boy. He's also now an acclaimed uh, children's author. Mr. Sean Covell, I'm going to tag you in Facebook, then I can get you to listen to this episode. <laughs> oh, ride your coattails a little bit, fella. Get, get some, uh, some MurdochJones.com spread a little bit. Let's see. January Jones forgot about her. She's um she's uh Don Draper's wife in Mad Men. I wouldn't say. I mean, that's famous, but like most famous, we're not there yet. You need a couple of TV shows before you're most famous. Like you're famous. You're on the list. You're certainly more famous than I am. You're probably still to this day more famous and L sister than I am, so maybe you should be on that sign I'm trying to get on. Russell Means. Russell Means is famous. I mean, I know he's polarizing. Some of you people listening to this might not like Mr. Means, but, um, you know, can't say he's not famous. Um, by the way, if you don't know who Russell Means is, you should do a little Googling. I'm not going to take 40 minutes to talk about any of that in here because I'm the color of milk, but, you know, that should be a history lesson you understand. Casey Tibbs, maybe the most famous rodeo performer ever, born in Fort Pierre. I'd put him on the list. I'd go Casey Tibbs in most famous, but I got, you know, we're coming off that rodeo from last week, so I'm pretty cowboyed up. We need some more famous movie actors. We don't have a deep bench. There's a lot of people that are on this list that I have no clue who they are. Um, Harvey Dunn. Yeah, Harvey Dunn would be a famous artist for sure. Oscar Howe, certainly a famous artist. Actually, I would put Oscar Howe on the on the in the most famous category. Not Terry Redland though, not yet. I don't know. Let's see here. 
Authors and poets. I have a hard time. Okay, Laura Ingalls Wilder. Talked about her. Laura Ingalls Wilder might be the most famous. I, I think Laura Ingalls Wilder would be currently my position for most famous South Dakotan. To answer Denise and Weston of Black Hills Tires, fantastic question that they send in to MurdochJones.com. I believe my position would be so far in this little section of bit. Laura Ingalls Wilder is the is the she's the number one seed. She's Alabama or whoever's at number one in college football. I don't really pay attention to that other than I know Alabama's good. She would be in the Alabama, LSU, Yankees, Steelers, Patriots, Dynasty type. You know, that's where Laura Ingalls Wilder goes. See, for those of you book nerds, I'm going to lay it out in sports jock terms. And for you dumb jocks, I'm giving you the vice versa. Bringing people together here. Um... Al Newarth, who did found the USA Today, I would say in the journalism world is probably super famous, but I bet if I asked 10 South Dakotans who um, that was, they wouldn't know. Gary Mule Deer, I would say famous. But, like, it's hard to think of Gary Mule Deer as famous because, like, randomly you'll see him in Deadwood, and it's just like, hey, Gary, how you doing, man? But super famous. We need some more musicians on this list. Sean Colvin, born in Vermilion. I don't count Sean Colvin, though, because I think she was here for 10 seconds. She did that. Ooh, I might screw this up. But my guess is she's famous for – what's that song? One of, she's one of them little fair songs. Like, it, like they all had that same sound for, like, the mid ninety, like, mid to late 90s. Every fucking pop singer who was a female was trying to be Sarah McLaughlin famous because they were trying to jam a bunch of, you know – but like we just needed a bunch of songs for sad pet commercials and we made them all in the 90s. I think hers was Sunny Came Home. I got to check though. We got I don't I'm not going to get goddamn retracted from the Black Hills Tire. The Black Oh shit. It's the Black Hills Tire retraction. It's you I just found out the bit what sorry. Let me bring you inside of what I'm talking about here. I, my dear friends own a company here. Those of you who don't live in this area are just going to think this is the most AC redneck version of the podcast, whatever. But listen, I have friends. Some of them are going to times are going to make the show. Weston and Denise are dear friends, and they run Black Hills Tire. They have the first official hard ass I was wrong retraction that was that was irrefutable. I was wrong. Therefore, I think I'm going to let them sponsor the retraction section. It's the Black Hills Black Hills Tire traction retraction. See. It's just bits all day over here on the Book of Murdoch. <laughs> it, she did sing Sunny Came Home, by the way, Miss um, Sean Colvin. But that's another one. Sunny Came Home. There's always a mandolin. Someone's always wearing a flowy white dress in the woods. And for some reason, somebody's, they're all, you know, they're all sad. This is every pop song from the 90s. Except for Alanis Morissette. She gets passed. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. She's Alanis Morissette. And she's Canadian. Canadians are nicer. Famous native. Oh, okay. You know, I have to come off my most famous being Laura Ingalls Wilder. We need to throw some of these famous Native Americans into this list. Red Cloud, Sitting Bull, Crazy Horse. Like Crazy Horse and Sitting Bull are all, like, they at least have to be in the in the LSU, Alabama Yankees, Steelers, dynasty teams. Like, 
Sitting Bull might have to be like the the Cowboys in the 90s. Actually, that's probably a terrible ver- – sorry, that was super fucking insensitive. <laughs> I like I could be, like you're the Steelers in, in you know what I mean back in the day. Sorry, that was just I I didn't mean anything. I that was I wasn't trying to be funny. I was just trying to think of other dynasty teams. Oh my god, I have flop sweat right now. This is this is the problem with podcasting now. Like I accidentally make some stupid thing about cowboys and Native Americans, and now I'm gonna get kinds of shit for it. Go back a couple episodes where I'm all about supporting the the, the Washington football team. Don't take this shit out of context in one episode. That's how you never get anything good anymore. It's like, did you all listen to Dave Chappelle accept his Emmy? Before you talk shit or or bring some content down because you think it's mean or you would have offended, go watch Chappelle's Emmy acceptance speech, which he did on stage at a comedy show. That's how you do it. Um, Sitting Bull, Red Cloud, Crazy Horse, they got to be, maybe not Red, like Red Cloud could be like the Atlanta Braves. Again, I'm, they're all like, I'm not trying to pick any teams on perfect, like the Buffalo Bills. That's where I think maybe Red Cloud would be. Goes the, goes the distance a lot, but never night quite wins enough to get the famous famous, like Sitting Bull and uh, Crazy Horse. Let's get off the Native Americans before I just get myself in trouble here. Politics and government. We have some famous politicians, but I don't think we should count politicians. Like, like Dash is super, you know, Abner, McGovern. McGovern did run for, I mean, technically he ran for president in 72. That's fair. Larry Pressler on this list. He's pretty famous. If you're just joining us here on the podcast, like, I don't know why I'm talking this like a radio show. We're talking about most famous South Dakotans. I'm trying to whittle this down to the most famous South Dakotans list. So this might be an episode for those of you in New York or wherever. You know, skip ahead two, three minutes. We'll get to something you give a shit about. Larry Presser, who he's a little goofy, but I love Larry Presser so much. He's the he's the I, like I think that we need a lot more Larry Pressers in the Republican Party right now because you just need some easygoing and coolness. And like it's got a lot of ethics. You say a lot about him, and he might be a little dopey. But the guy is absolutely just trying to do the right thing for people of all people, even people who hate him. He wants to do the right things for him. When he was running against Rounds a couple years ago, we wanted to buy... Well, actually, we did buy the website, LarryFuckingPressler.com. We were really hoping to have a meeting with him where we could talk him down and be like, you know what, Mr. Pressler, your problem is people think maybe you're a little old and you're a little stuffy and you're a little bumbling and you need a little edge, you need a little attitude. And it, you know, this is your October surprise. We were going to pitch... <laughs> we Not really, it was just drunk bar talk. But like in our heads, we thought it'd be funny to send them all down and be like, listen, you know what you guys need? LarryFuckingPressler.com. Really, get you know, get out there like a rocket. I don't know why anyone isn't asking us to run the gubernatorial campaigns. Give us a call here at the Home Slice Media Group. Um, I don't think politicians count. I can't believe we would have any famous scientists. Let's see. What do we got here? I'm in the scientist section. You know, we've got a couple scientists. All right. Now, where I think we're going to shine here are television and sports people and, like, got a lot of famous sports people. But I don't know about how many famous, famous, like, everybody knows they're famous. Like Sparky Anderson, who's the Hall of Fame baseball manager, like, one of my favorite baseball cards to collect as a kid. I know who Sparky Anderson is, but I don't know if everybody's going to know Sparky. Like, we're talking famous, famous. People just, everybody knows him. 
Uh, Dallas Clark, no. Mark Ellis, we know him out here in Rapid City, but I bet a lot of people don't know him even in Sioux Falls. I'm just not famous enough. Becky Hammond, who's about to be a pretty famous basketball coach, she might, she might, she's a, she's like, she's climbing the charts of fame right now as we speak, but not quite there yet. Oh my God, Brock Lesnar might be the most famous South Dakotan in modern history. Jesus, that's embarrassing. I mean, you know. No offense, but like, if if you had to make a meme of the most famous South Dakotan, certainly right now in the national press that we're getting, I'm pretty sure like Brock Lesnar just holding a like an entire deer, like maybe taking a bite out of it with that idiotic sword tattoo, which is the dumbest tattoo on earth. I would say that to his face. David Bulldog Machad on this list. David, also up-and-comer, UFC fighter, born in Pine Ridge. Not famous enough, though, although I'm a Bulldog fan. But, by the way, David Machad's got one of the funniest Instagram accounts you'll ever follow. It's got a really funny sense of humor, like, from the, from the Pine Ridge Reservation. There's a lot of really clever jokes. It's a great follow. He's a good dude. Um... Adam Vinatieri. Adam Vinatieri might be the famous. I mean, Adam Vinatieri's won a shit ton of Super Bowls. Adam Vinatieri must be the fam- most famous athlete. Please make him more famous than Brock Lesnar. God, that WWE stuff though—that's fame, fame. Like that's everybody knows you. You're on it. You're on. That's famous, famous. Uh, let's get to some of our television people here. Bob Barker, I'd say, pretty famous. Raised on Rosebud Indian Reservation. Tom Brokaw used to be like Tom Brokaw was probably like Tom Brokaw. Let's see in sports terms. Who's Tom Brokaw? Tom Brokaw is like, like Horace Grant, super famous in the NBA world, but maybe not famous, famous enough. Although he was on television for that 7,000 years, pretty famous. He's like, okay. Tom Brokaw is Scottie Pippen famous, like on the level of, you know, Yeah, Scottie Pippen. I'm going to stick with that. Pat O'Brien on this list. <laughs> oh, my God. I have kind of a story from El Sister, and then we'll move on from famous people. We'll get down to the top five here or so. Um, <laughs> okay. Pat, o- I uh, was it baseball? Baseball. I think I coached, like, a grandkid of his or, like, a, a, a nephew. I can't. The kid was fine. The kid was great. But, like, Pat O'Brien showed up to the game one day, and everybody's like, Holy shit, everybody, Pat O'Brien is here. Isn't that great that a celebrity of Access Hollywood and blah, blah, blah? Because Pat O'Brien was born in Sioux Falls, if people don't know that. And, and like, he, you know, this was, pre, this was way before all the, all the voicemails about all the sex and shit, before he, like, before he went down. Um, like, <laughs> oh, my God, he had such a funny voicemail episode. Let's get to that in a second. Let's go back to the Elsister story. So, like, he shows up at the baseball game, and he's the tannest guy I've ever – like, you got to remember, I'm maybe 17, 18. Like, I'm a kid coaching little kids to play baseball. No one knows what they're doing, including me. But all of us are from Elsister. We've never even – like, tanning booths are what rich people use in the late 90s in Elsister. And so Pat O'Brien shows up, and he was the mo- he was the most elegantly, insanely, ridiculously tanned person I've ever seen in my entire life, and it was just weird as shit. 
And then all of these kids were like, I have no idea who this tanned old dude is. Even even the kid's like nephew or whatever relative would like did, was embarrassed. Like, cause there's only two ways a celebrity thing can go. You can go, hey, the Ted the celebrity's here, and everyone's like, holy shit, it's Ted the celebrity. Or it's, hey, Ted the celebrity's here, and everyone internally goes, who the fuck? Who the celebrity? That's the best we can get. Which is not fair because he's like actually famous. Like, fame is famous. Oh my God, remember those voicemails? Holy shit, that was funny. What was that? Oh, like, oh, three, oh, five, maybe. It was somewhere, somewhere like mid. 2000s pat o'brien had to go to do the whole rehab round uh because he had a, had a bunch of those like sex filled voicemails that of oh god who is it to this has got to be on wikipedia okay had dun 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 okay right like so they had a drunk dialing incident where o'brien in a state of arousal repeatedly recording sexually graphic messages complete with suggestions of drug use on a woman who still remains anonymous. All right, on. Good for you, woman. And then he had to go on, like, Dr. Phil and, (laughs) and, like, disclose that he, like, this was all way before all the Me Too stuff. Like, babe, this, and, and, like, not saying, uh, like, obviously this is, you know what I mean, like, some of these guys have to come down. I'm not getting in the middle of all that. But, like, back in the day, you just go on Dr. Phil and make an asshole of yourself talking like, listen, normally I'm a really good guy and I would never, you know, do any of this, which is probably all super true. Like, Pat O'Brien's probably – like, he's a super good dude, man. Like, he's really – like, he does. he's done a lot of good in his life. And, like, he really cares about whatever. I'm not going to defend him. I'm not his lawyer. But, like – all right, so he got in the pills and the booze a little bit, and he got caught on them voicemails. Back in the day, you didn't go to jail. You just went on, you know, <laughs> you went on Dr. Phil, and he, and your career had to end. Um, O'Brien also expressed remorse for the voicemail incident and apologized for what his substance abuse did to his family. Listen, like rich old dudes with access to pills and booze and cash are going to, you know what I mean? Like, it's good that we brought all these guys down. Like, now you got to do that a little different. But, like, on the flip side, let me be the lawyer for the other side. It's not like being a rich dude with pills and cash and, and isn't still going to work tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, I like that everybody's hopefully doing it a little more. We get through this Me Too thing and, and everyone's like, oh, fixed it. Good. But, like, the reality is there's still, like, this is still, this is going to happen tonight. Oh my God! It's debate night tonight. Ugh, we'll get into that. Um, where the hell were we? Oh yeah, famous South Dakotans and Pat O'Brien and the and <laughs> and his sex voicemails. <laughs> okay, then let's see. Um, there's other famous people, right? Like the like Gutzenborglum. Although he wasn't, I would counter. I'd say he was more from the South. Um, some of these famous cowboys. Like Wild Bill and Seth Bullock, but they weren't like kind of from South Dakota. From South Dakota, I'm gonna go. I think it's Laura Ingalls Wilder. I think it's Adam Vinatieri. Hopefully not Brock Lesnar. Um, Bob Barker, Tom Brokaw, maybe. Um, And then I think Crazy Horse and Sitting Bull have to be on it. I think those two are at least in the top five. 
Lower Angles Water, I still think is the most famous. I think that's still number one. Like, that's generational. That one was famous in, like, 1890, whatever. That's, that's, I'm not sure when she got famous. I have no idea when she got famous. But I think that's, I don't know. You argue with it all day long. Go to MurdochJones.com. You can figure it out. Uh, if you find out I'm wrong, you can get yourself into a to a Black Hills Tire Retraction Traction, or whatever we're going to call it. We'll give it a goofy radio name. Hey, by, can we... Okay, I'm moving on. Now all you non-South Dakota people can punch back in. You know who's a badass? Walter Goggins. Is it Walter? I got to make sure I'm right here. I'm pretty sure it's Walter Goggins. Give me a Google. Give me a second to Google here. Walton. Walton Goggins, not Walter Goggins. This dude is a badass actor. And, and like, if you've never seen... Let me pull up some of these roles he's been in. First off, he is he's there's this show called Justified where he's like the bad guy and he's I don't know, he's the best bad guy it's been on TV for years and years. Um he's been in a bunch of stuff, but there's a couple of super particular great things that I think you should watch him in that make him a badass. And some of them are really really funny, okay? So, you have to watch him in Vice Principals. You have to watch him in Sons of Anarchy. I don't even like Sons of Anarchy, but you have to watch his role in it because like all of his parts are incredibly funny. And then you have to watch him in Justified. And I'm sorry, and The Shield. Like watch him in all those FX shows. He that dude. He's he's on my list of I think top ten favorite actors right now. It's just really good. And you know, I've got a podcast. And rather than bitch about Trump or whatever the fuck everyone else is doing, let's celebrate some people who are badasses. Uh, okay, it's the debate tonight. And, like, here's what I ask. And I'm going to try to post this. I mean, this is going to post large. Most of you are going to have seen the debates. And so, like, let's say there's more debates. Just generally speaking, there, here's your even Stevens for today. Please watch these debates live and don't listen to the Facebook version because the Facebook version is not the real version. And if you watch the live debate without any, without, with a super open mind, like watch the debates, like you're watching an event where you have no idea who these people are and try to forget with as much restraints as you can. And I'm talking to both, both, both sides here, put away all the things you hate about these people and just start fresh and, and just, and just see how it goes. Good, like, but if you don't do that, like, if you just say you watch the debate and then you just get it from Facebook, all you're doing is just watching shit on Facebook, talk shit on Facebook. You didn't watch the debates. You're lying about watching the debates. You're like those people who say they read and just listen to audiobooks. Or in reality, you say you read, but you don't even listen to audiobooks because you just get the shit on Facebook and just think you know everything. This is what it's like, you people. And I'm, again, I'm talking to super Trumpers and I'm talking to the opposite of super Trumpers. I'm talking to both of you at once shush and listen to me because right now you're going yeah but donald trump's this donald trump's that listen i share a lot of those things and then the rest of you are going oh my god the democrats are gonna blur the burr and a lot of you are over your fucking skis but like i'm with you on a lot of the things not on the crazy stuff but i'm with you on both sides not on the crazy stuff here's what it's like if you only get it from social media it's like if you got herpes okay and then rather than going to a doctor 
You just go back to the person who gave you the herpes, hoping that more herpes would then be the cure for herpes. This is on you people. Like, you can fix this. Instead of just bitching about the fucking media, how about you watch an hour's worth of debate so you can see this shit live and make your own decision for it? You might surprise yourself. You might find that you don't hate that person as much as you thought you did. You also might find you don't love your candidate as much as you thought you did. And it's always going to be in the middle. It's less binary. It's more gray. It's who's the best candidate for me and blah, blah, blah. Then don't believe all the rest of the shit you see on social media. We can fix this fucking thing in six weeks if you just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. Watch it live. Stop getting your information on social media. Everybody. And listen to some outlaw country. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, I just can't even talk about it. Like, I'm so mad about it. Like, and like, you're mad and my mad is not the same. I'm mad at how mad you are. That is that. Like, I'm mad at your defensiveness. I'm mad at your short-sightedness. I'm not mad about what you're mad about. Stop thinking this is the same thing. You're the fucking problem. <sighs> Let's do a story from El Sister. <laughs> Today, I will give you the legend of Fireball. For those of you that are just joining this program for the first time, I grew up in a sleepy little town of El Sister, South Dakota, right along the Sioux River in Union County, right south of Sioux Falls in the heart of corn country, a lot of soybeans. We raised hogs. We raised cows. We fished for catfish. It was a great little small town. I, I loved that I grew up in El Sister. But... As I'm remembering some of these stories, some of them are super fucking weird, and let's talk about this, maybe. The Legend of Fireball. There was a bar... <laughs> there was a bar in El Sister called Lefties. Okay? First, let's start... Let me back up just a second. A lot of us grew up as kids, often in little small dive bars, where, like, you spent a lot of your time. And none of that is a judgment. Like, that's not, I appreciate that about my father. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure Ron would have some doubts on that. But, like, generally speaking, it's good to occasionally be in a bar and learn how to play pool and learn how people shoot the shit and, you know what I mean, throw some darts and eat and drink some cherry temples. Like, it's kind of fun. I gl I'm glad that I have that experience. I, you know, I tried to give my kids a little bit of that experience, but it's not the same anymore because you just can't do that. I'm not saying that doesn't also come with problems. Like drunks bring their kids to the bar. That's not cool. Let's don't get lost in the nuance. Just, just I'm setting the scene a little bit. This was lefties. This was our small town little dive bar. I had a shitty little pool table that was just you know, legs were missing and balls were sometimes not there and a shitty dartboard that half the lights worked. But that's you know you grabbed a Shirley Temple and you threw some darts and you played some pool. And that was lefties. And it was never clean, and the bathroom smelled like pee, kind of, but just enough not to be a big deal. And, you know, men of the town, Saturday afternoon, you did all your chores, you'd worked on the farm, whatever, you'd go down, have a couple beers, bring the kids, they can play some pool, give mom a break. That's the life I had as a kid. It's great. It was awesome. I have no faults whatsoever. But let's talk about lefties. Well, I have a shit ton of faults. That's not fair. I have a bunch of faults about the small-mindedness and the lack of blah, 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 but that's not really what this is for. Lefty's was a great little bar ran by a guy named Lefty, if you can believe it, uh, <laughs> who was like, when I was a kid, this guy was 7,000 years old. Because that's a hard life running a bar in a small town. You got to remember, you could smoke in these things, too. So, like, you could smell cigarettes from 16 years away. Every year, the community of El Sister would have a like a, fi like a fireball party 
when I say the community of Elsesner, it wasn't like sponsored by the Chamber of Commerce or anything, but there were, you know, pretty a group of a group of outdoor enthusiasts would uh, would we do we you do some coyote hunting. And back in the day, you know, and still kind of probably to this day, like for you city people that are going to hear this, you're going to bristle a little bit, but you don't understand how the how it works out here. So you just got to just hang in a little bit. You'd shoot a bunch of coyotes because coyotes are hard on your on your livestock, and they get sick and they get mange, and you know you can't really eat them, but they're you know there's there's financial reasons and um, ecological reasons. Like you gotta you gotta get rid of a lot of coyotes, right? And so yeah, sometimes that would be you know over the tops of trucks and snowmobiles and that kind of stuff, <clears throat> and that's not cool. But apparently there's this famous coyote called Fireball that was stuck in a culvert. I'm going to butcher, I'm going to give you what I remember. This happened way before I was born even, maybe. And so by the time I was even a kid, it was legend. But this is the legend as I as I know it. Oh, I bet, like, my brother might be able to help me with some of the historical. My brother, Petey, is, is I, I, I feel like he's a good historical reference for how well I'm remembering these. He often sends me four-in-the-morning emails about how wrong I am. <laughs> But I don't believe he's done any, like, some of it's been, well, you know, he fixed some names and that kind of stuff. Anyways, this is how I remember the legend of Fireball. There was this Fireball weekend, but it wasn't called Fireball weekend yet. It was just the weekend where everybody coyote hunts all weekend, and then everybody has a little kind of wild game feed at the bar. I don't even know if there's a wild game feed. I'm just saying that to class it up a little bit. I think just everybody went to the bar that night and got kind of hammered, and maybe there was a band once in a while. I'm not sure. There was a during this weekend there was a coyote stuck in a culvert and they couldn't get him out. This is this and this is where it, this is where it gets a little rough. This is I'm not, you know, I'm not bragging about this. This is just the legend of Fireball. And as the legend goes, there was some a version of some flammable liquid thrown in the culvert with a match trying to get the coyote out, right? So they could shoot the coyote, which, you know, whatever. Let's set aside your personal judgments and let's just stick to the facts here. This is a deposition. <laughs> and they caught him. And then later on, while everyone was still in the bar, back in the bar. As the legend as I remember it, maybe again on fire, which is super fucked up and cruel. But, you know, that's the legend of Fireball at Lefty's. Not a very good story from El Sister in this one. Makes us sound like a bunch of drunken rednecks. I maybe feel like I wonder. Like, let's turn this into a little making a murderer section of the podcast. I may, like this is how I remember it. I wonder if we can find out what really happened. Ooh, a tease on the next episode of <laughs> Stories from El Sister. Did. A bunch of drunks in El Sister light a coyote on fire and throw it in a bar. We'll find out. <laughs> All right, that's kind of it for today. We're still uh, redoing the podcast studio, so I'm kind of in a weird at-home studio here just throwing out some stuff. Don't be dickheads about the debate on social media. It's just not worth it. And watch the actual debate. Don't watch the Facebook version of it. Don't don't take your herpes and get more herpes. That's there's there's your lesson du jour. Thanks for listening. If you do like this show and you would like to support it, um, you can just send uh, 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 open up your browser and go to murdochjones.com 
And if you're looking to go on vacation, there is a good company called Book VIP. You can save an average of 83% on your amazing vacation destinations, all inclusive mountain ski place, adult only places, uh, family vacations, singles vacation. You want to head down to Cancun and light that stuff on fire? I'll save you a bunch of money. Go to MurdochJones.com, click on the Book VIP link, and then uh, if you book a trip, I, I get a little thing, and that's uh, how I can keep this show cooking. And I thank you for listening, and I'll see you later. It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular Credits was recorded in Studio 2A. The executive producer is Mark. <laughs> He's in my cell phone as Mark fucking Houston. <laughs> executive producer is Mark Houston. Engineering, Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon and all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share and you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this and he's going to be so annoyed and that tickles my fancy. So leave this goddamn piece in.